I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, it's Malls. Reminder before the show to make sure that you are subscribed in Apple Podcasts. And if you're new, welcome to Please Advise Nation. Our show only works with your participation, so call 323-450-7408 with your dilemmas and life questions. Again, that's 323-450-7408 or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thank you and enjoy. Hey guys, it's episode 176 of Please Advise. Edward Hansen is our guest today, my best friend of a very long time. So I got my two besties here today. I feel like real spoiled. Um, I have a Christmas idea after this that I want to talk about, but, um, I just want to say, I haven't even gotten to really check in with you yet because we like had to start recording as soon as you got here. Yeah. We have Allison Freer coming in next, That's amazing. but you got a hard out. I got a hard out. I, I have to go. Well, to... it seems soft medium. No, it's a hard out for me because I have taken literally 25 bags of recyclables to the recycling facility this morning. I don't even want to explain why I have 25 bags full of plastic bottles, but you literally it's have to go. It's family business. It's a family business. No, I just mean it's, family business. It's, family. it's private. No, yeah, it's private, but it's also like my dad is a little cray-cray and has kept all these recyclables. My dad lives with me. He's kept them in this closet. It's not they a have, ba- <laughs> in the closet. They are literally filled to the ceiling, and I'm moving, oh. and it's crazy. So I'm like, I have a loaner car that's a sport utility, so I'm like, I'm taking – this has to happen this morning – the recycling facility closed at 3.30. I was competing against a lot of people with recyclables. Oh. We were all running in there trying to get our bottles done. And I'm literally covered in like weird warehouse stuff. But that's fine because I'm happy to be here. Too blessed to be here. But it was a little stressful. So if our episode's a little bit short today, that's why. There's also yeah. a close off on Figueroa. So Ed's in a hurried thing. I just had eight boxes of clothing show up yesterday 
for my new clothing store that I thought were not going to arrive in two weeks. I have my very first appointment today. My legs are sore. My body's exhausted. It's been a really good workout. Like, I'm going to say that. It's been a good workout. Like, I feel like when when I eat, like, I earn my... I am hungry. Like, that is my fuel. In a way, we're both doing it for the environment, if you think about it, because you're, like, recycling clothes. I'm recycling bottles, and I feel like... As, well, as much as pain and stress as we're going through, it's really for the greater good. No, I'm outfitting the community yeah, at I've, five, ten, and twenty dollars an item. I have some things amazing. in there that are ninety percent off. That's it. y'all yeah, better buy that now. I have like three hundred dollar items I'm selling for twenty dollars. Y'all like, hear I that ninety percent like, off? I have a couple things. I have like two six hundred dress, six hundred dollar dresses that I'm selling for twenty dollars. <laughs> I just want to say I love that you and I are both in. Jackets and coats right now. <laughs> Ed's in a tank top. Well, welcome to Boston College. This is Ed, this is would be Ed in the winter. Like excuse you guys, I'm in athleisure wear. Yeah, okay? I, like I'm wearing my Fabletics that they they sponsor Mother May's single oh podcast. Oh my god! Very, thank you, Kate Hudson. Thank you. I want to be the next Kate Hudson. Like I'm. I only want to wear athleisure wear now. That's yeah. like my new thing. I just want to wear athleisure wear. But I, you guys, this is my moving bottles look. Excuse you guys. Um, so, I'm proud you. of you. Thank so you. Christina, it's you were gonna say something. <laughs> And then I so rudely started talking about my boxes. What were you about to say? No, I don't remember. <laughs> okay, so can I tell you my Christmas idea? And yes, I think please. all friends, and I actually think everyone in the world should do this. Oh, Ed is, do you want a little bit of your Starbeast breakfast yeah, sandwich? Yeah, I haven't eaten it yet. Okay, so it's, um, this is a, a chocolate brioche bun. It's mm. only 310 calories. You guys, I'm on a lifestyle change right now. I think if I described it, it would sound like an eating disorder, but it's really not. It's just Can I have a bite? Yeah, of course. It's just intermittent. It, it was warm like two hours ago. I literally, it's so good. It's literally so good though. It tastes a lot like the pastries I ate growing up. Like oh yeah. the chocolate it's croissants really my mom would get at like the gourmet French restaurant. It's pretty good. It's pretty fucking good. The you know chocolate in, is the specific thing. Um, Starbucks, we would love you to sponsor. Please advise. We're huge <laughs> fans of you. Oh my As God, I fact, hoard my stars. I mean, honey. I literally, I have a Starbucks in my building. I literally am there all the time. I want to just say Starbucks, the turkey sandwich with the, um, <laughs> you know the what's Starbucks, lit? If you're listening, Starbucks is lit. The green, the grilled cheese is fucking bomb. Yeah. The grilled cheese is the bomb. You know, I could basically feed myself off Starbucks day and night if I need to. I just to. like to eat the round, the crusty part around that's, oh. and then I leave the cheesy middle. I mean, the Havarti cheese turkey sandwich with the oh dill spread on the whole grain bread is a revelation. You know, the, you know, what's Havarti. I had a Starbucks. You did such a damn good job. I took my ass to Trader Joe's and right. had to recreate it. Yeah. Cause you know, she's eating healthy now, yeah. you know, she's She's not eating three cheeseburgers in one sitting no, anymore. No, you're not. You know, now it's two. Yeah. But she- <laughs> That's also, Ed, Ed, Ed is, um, Ed's dieting. What was the diet you were on that included a ham and cheese sandwich with mm. mayonnaise for lunch every day? The flat belly diet. <laughs> it's about MUFAs, monounsaturated fats. Okay, you guys, I've lost 20 pounds. Okay. Okay. I should probably finish chewing. Sorry, I was I- just going to say, when you're, when you're chewing, let the, just keep the mic. So that Christina doesn't have to. Um, I just like I, I let you get a couple sentences out before I was like, "Oh, the world's gonna hear this." Um, I think it has wait, character. When you're chewing, hold it. I'm also shocking. I don't chewing doesn't really bother. It's a la- It's like when someone has their mouth closed and it's just like the two of us. It's like that. <laughs> that like tuna sandwich noise. It sounds like someone chewing a tuna sandwich with their mouth closed. Yeah. Yep. That's what bothers yeah, me. Yeah, and you hate mayonnaise too. When like it's we're in a quiet room and yep. two people are chewing and I can hear like the spit. 
I didn't used to be bothered food. by stuff like I that, but the, you didn't have the headphones because I was like, I heard everything that was going on. Sorry. No, I hear him, but it's that does that's type guys, of chewing is, doesn't bother me. I have like three. I have two meals a day, and this is one of them. And so this is the only time I get to eat. Basically. Yeah, my my diet you let is. Let us have two bites. Yeah. Oh, what a generous queen. Because, you know, think of the ge- ask Miss Ellen. You know what I mean? Wait, like, how ask Miss Ellen. are you eating a day? I don't know. I just have breakfast. I just have breakfast and lunch. You should know that. I don't know. I mean, the thing is. I, you know what? I don't think calories are that important, actually. I really don't. Because I think that, like, calories are a lie. I just cut out dinner. And so what I used to do is I would go literally, I just eat whatever I want during the day. I work out at night and I stopped eating dinner because I would eat dinner at 930 every night. Calorie counting introduces a crazy concept where it's like people are like, well, I had my In-N-Out cheeseburger and that was 600 calories. But then I have like, I still have like 900 calories left. You guys, technically this is the Dubrow diet. That is not... The, those two things they they don't equate like that needs yeah. to be leafy greens and shit that's like the reason why it's it's got to be gr- like green stuff so green it's gonna, stuff's like, got to go in there you got to be shitting mad lots basically you have to have i've been incorporating <sighs> psyllium huskin no you gotta you gotta get that fibrous yeah. poops you know you gotta you it's gotta be bottom line you know what you know fibrous. never in my younger years i would have never discussed that i would have thought that was disgusting right. and weird but let's be real okay when i was when i was young i was unconscious i was clocked out i didn't know yeah i'm i'm all for the emancipation of poopy yeah like i'm literally like i want to talk about it now it's like now that i'm in Still my 30s Still don't like that word though oh okay well i don't know you can use it but uh, i don't yeah. i don't like that the p word not my, my not my favorite word yeah i don't like the other p word um Pussy. But yeah oh yeah yeah, you don't like that word. But I don't you like do that say, word. But like you love um, when like all the cereal mom quotes. <laughs> I do. I do. Well, I just love anything Kathleen Turner Pussy says. Willows, Pussy Willows, Dottie. Okay, so my Christmas idea that if it weren't for children in general, I would think I think everyone in the world should do this. This year for Christmas, I am only giving and I only want to receive sheet masks because I feel like this is the kind of self like and like I know that arguably like taking like doing face masks is not what's technically considered self-care but I do think that anytime you take for yourself that's personal is nice and contributes positively to your mental health self-care is not in and of itself going and getting a pedicure but there's elements to it that are good self-care so that said I only like so if it's like a really good friend I may go get you lots of really nice sheet masks, but I think, you know what? I can, I have a sheet mask for like my What's clothes. What's a sheet mask? Honey, like those face masks that are just like, that are like, how have you gotten by? How have you gotten by? I mean, cause my skin, I honestly, I, I, I don't need him, but like. Everyone for, needs them for anti-aging and stuff like that. I think I've done a pretty good job of my own, my, my anti-aging, but I will try it. Well, I no, will you try do, it. You do a good job, but I mean, we all could do better. Like, no, I mean, even even Angelina Jolie's popping on a face mask. Everyone in the even the most beautiful Gigi Hadid, she's doing a face mask. And Bella, Bella's doing a face mask. You don't, you you don't. You're like, uh, don't tell me about the lesser Hadid. Let I, me know. But what I, I, I have you know to what? say, I will as to quote New York, I stand corrected. I will say, I honey, corrected. I do, I do love the ego that's involved with. No, 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 no. I wash my face well enough that I don't need to do a face. No, mask. it's not that. You know what? It's so funny. It's like you know when your like self esteem is like literally rock bottom, but there's only two things working for you. And yeah. You're like, okay. Oh, I, I have, have a column. Literally two. I have like I have zero self. I'm like no. I'm like obviously incredibly confident. Zero self. 
self-esteem. But there's only two things that work for me that <laughs> consistently get complimented on. So I'm going to fucking ride that until the fucking wheels well, break honey, off. Well, honey, I always get compliments on my skin too. But Same. So because of that, yeah. I put extra love and tender care into my yeah. skin because it's one of the only things I got going for myself. No, same. And most certainly, I stand corrected. <laughs> I'm down for the sheet mask. You, you know? got to just keep it real. I'm going to keep it real. You know, anything I can do to keep this Let Latin skin young. Skin. You know what I'm saying? Last you know what, Ed? We could all you know, use a could, little, you could use a little softening. <laughs> you just, just like, a little softening. So this, ha- this Panamanian skin, you know what? I can't just that rely melanin. on this. This melanin, you know, I mean, this melanin is only going to take me so far. But, you know, we all could improve texture, you know, I, keep yeah, that skin. Touch my skin, okay? Oh, that's nice. That's fucking that's baby really soft, nice. bitch. And that's <laughs> what I that's what I live my life trying to achieve yeah. and maintain. Yeah. I mean, I may. Yeah, I know. So I, like I want it. good things for my friends. I think my friends want good things for me. So I'm I this year, I will accept anything. Of course, I love a thoughtful gift, but I would prefer sheet masks. And I only am going to give sheet masks. I've collected them from all over the world, all over the country that you like. I like anything. I'll try it. YOLO. I'm a big YOLO person. Not one sheet mask brand that you're no, married to. Okay. No, 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 no. I, I, I have ones from Japan I like. Ooh, I went to Target. Shishado. So, Oh, my God. So when I went to <laughs> Texas over Thanksgiving, yeah, accurate. Yeah. my Aunt Sarah was like, we were doing like face masks the first night because I brought a bunch down from like Japan Aww. and stuff like that. And she's like, you know what? I never look old because number seven. <laughs> And I was like, what's number seven? I love your accent. This is so good. I was like, what's number seven? She's like, number seven. Number seven. And like, she just wasn't, she was doing like what we all do in my family, which is like, we just make fun of each other and then it gets dropped. So um, the next day I was at Target with Fiona and like, I had really wanted to go to Walmart because I've only been once in Texas. I love Walmart. I we didn't have them growing up, like where where I'm at. So um, I mean, neither did there's I. There's one in Burbank I, now too. Yeah. I just, oh, there is. Mm-hmm. I discovered it. Um, my friend from Texas also. Yeah. He taught me to love Walmart too. Yeah, like I I I want to go to like a good Texas Walmart, but we wound up going to Target. So anyway, I'm walking the aisles, and all of a sudden, I'm just like turn my head, and I see number seven. Oh my god! And it's a face. It's a face line at Target. I don't know if there's. I think they're sold other places, but um, I wound up getting like my aunt because she put me up for the week and like you know cooked a beautiful Thanksgiving dinner. I wound up like picking out some number seven for her. Aww. Like the items are like thirty bucks a piece. Like they're kind nice of gift. they're higher end yeah, for drugstore stuff. Yeah, but it's really really good product. Anything that's thirty dollars at a Target or a drugstore, you know, is good shit. I'm sorry, it's true. It's like it's true. Anything that's like for that the, much at, money if, at a drugstore, if it's at Sephora, Sephora, no, but if it's at Target, yes, yeah. because it's Sephora. They'll that's where they just hide. They'll put a fucking I mean, price put tag anything on anything for thirty dollars. But now, at a drugstore, those are more regulated, right? And yeah. at, like like for example, at Kiehl's, at, for thirty dollars at Kiehl's, you can bear you can get a tiny tube of ice something. You or, get like but a I tiny mean, tube. I mean more like people can lie at high end beauty. One hundred percent. You know, 100%. like it's like they always say like La Mer is actually the duplicate for it is Nivea. Didn't know that. That's yeah, amazing. which is okay. ninety nine cents a tin. So like that, it been La Mer, of course, is like three hundred dollars. Right. So that's when you think about that drugstore, they think are more. They have to be more honest because they want to get a good. They want to keep it cheap so they get a good like and get those repeat flow consumers. Of yeah, right. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. But bitch. Um, I got a bunch of number sevens. I oh, got batch, face masks. Really? Yeah, oh I did. And they were like five bucks a piece. They were like pricier because sheet masks can cost anywhere from sheet masks can cost anywhere from like a dollar ninety nine to like up to like twenty or thirty bucks. One for one. 
Yeah. Or just, oh shit, that's a yeah, lot. Yeah, if that's it's a, a really good treatment, like it's like equivalent to getting like a certain, like a facial treatment at a spa sometimes. Um. So, what are the results like for like? What would you say? It's for basically one the treatment? equivalent equivalent of taking like a very expensive serum or or like just a high quality mixture of serums, placing it on your face underneath a piece of cloth. And leaving okay. it there for like 20 minutes. Okay. And that your skin soaks up all those nutrients. And, you know, that you can target lovely. it. You can target it for redness. You can target it for texture. You can target it for moisture, aging, for um, blemishes. For my birthday, you got me some nice, like, face oils that I really, really enjoyed. Oh, yeah. Was like, and that became, like, a nice little ritual I had in the morning. And yeah, that was, like, some nice-ass shit. I treated myself yeah. to it. And I was, while I was there, I was like, you know what? I don't know if Christina has, like, nice face shit. And we're and you have older. Nice skin, we old now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you got to yeah. be... I want, you know, I want to give you that, that taste of, you know, <laughs> it was great. I actually should re-up those because I really enjoyed doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We was, are the, old the, now. the scents were like, it was nice, like aromatherapy. Thing. And that lasted you a long time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. They have a cooling mist. Like that I just ran out you. of them. Yeah. So I give you a, did I give you a serum and a mist? No. What did I give you? I had like, I can't remember. <laughs> it was like an orangey scent. And oh, like, that's the, um. There you was know what? I got you one? the same stuff as me, except I got you more dry skin stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a problem for me. Or oily skin stuff. Oh, okay. Sorry. I have mixed complexion. I have, like, my T-zones get real oily, but the, everything else is, like, dry. Yeah. Yeah. I got to be better about my Your skin looks great. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, your skin looks really nice. Thank you. You guys Last week, not so nice because I was having hormonal issues. That's a little PMSing, but like, oh god, you yeah. know that's that starts to happen in your thirties too. Is that you get those hormonal zits around your um, neck when you get your period? I have had that gross. my whole life, like, and not just like, oh, really, not just like around the jawline. It was like sometimes I'd get them like right on the tip of my nose. Yeah, my yeah, sister the face got ones, them a lot. But the neck is like she would they get them hurt like, too. Cysts. Like they'd yeah. be like cyst yeah. size. Because if like you crazy. get one, yeah, they're big on your neck. They're Damn. big on your neck because it's like her chin. She get them on her chin a lot. Ooh, I hate. I don't want that in my life. Like, because if it ha- sometimes it happens on like where you bend your skin, and so it's just like that painful pimple kind of like. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Do you guys? I know. I'm like. I'm like at home. I'm like just everyone's pulling over their car. Like, <laughs> this is a, po- a pimple <laughs> popper podcast. Though. I know. Um, which, by the way, I I don't know. Do you guys watch Doctor Pimple Popper? I do actually. I, yeah. I, do I used you? to watch the videos all the time. Yeah. The show is. Oh, I don't watch. The, I haven't watched oh. the show yet. Okay. What's the, so like? Do you just watch? Because can they show? No, graphic? they they build like a whole narrative arc to like the patient's visit. Right. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And it's well, because like, a lot emotional. of emotional. Yeah. Like, it's like uh, it's actually like I'm like she is doing God's. If there is she God, really she is. is doing God's well, work. Well, because she before Doctor Pimp, well, no, she of course and like she before her, I had been watching YouTube home videos of people. <laughs> like um draining cysts and yeah. like it, it was like a family tradition like it was like once every 15 years they would drain dad's cyst uh, cyst and like i remember <laughs> the smell hit in the yard oh. and and someone was like oh my god like i wish shannon was here like because like i think that they, the sisters had been laughing about it like for the last 20 years or something and so I got so you know that these are emotional stories because someone and also like anyone's ever popped like a really bad pimple knows that pressure release is huge. So like when you think about someone popping a fucking goit like some fucking just 
bullshit lump Ooh. on their body that's full of pus. Ooh. The shame of carrying that around, but also the pressure. Well, you just get used like, to it. There are people who are like, I can't get work because I have this fucking like bump on my head oh. that I don't know what it is. Yeah. And, like I can't afford to go to the doctor to get it taken care of. You can't put a hat and on that. And it's like, no, <laughs> You, you can't, can't. You can't put and foundation you see them, like, on try that. To you put know. Stuff over we it, should ask Allison like, Freer if there's hats soft enough to put over a, a <laughs> like a, a, a golf ball soft size <laughs> pimple on your body. But I don't know if you're supposed to cover stuff like that. No, I mean I'm yeah. sure you need to let it breathe at home. That's like why yeah. you don't wear underwear at night. But anyway, yes, they do show. They do show like the actual <laughs> pimple popping and all the like the that the graphic yeah. nature. It's all like because that's what people are there for. Ed, but, and Ed, sorry, Ed, men don't air it out. Um, I mean, I sleep naked, but also I don't know. You sleep naked mostly. Do you? No, it's too vulnerable for me. I have really? nightmares. I get too cold. I you get nightmares. nightmares from chocolate and sleeping naked gives you nightmares. Na- nightmares. Get, chocolate gives me nightmares. Chocolate no, me sleeping nightmares. naked gives me nightmares. Why? Because I think I feel like I'm subconsciously just aware of my vulnerabilities. So like my nightmares are like being attacked and like stuff like that because I can't like my big fear is like getting attacked naked or if someone were to ever find my body naked. Got it. Okay, that's actually very legitimate. Mine are more just like tactile. Like I just really like, like the, the feeling. On your, I just love on your it. Nuts. Yeah, it just feels really nice. To oh, have, guys, like, I lay down in bed. Love, Do like, your balls touch pants. the bed? Um, yes, depending on how you're laying, yeah. Okay. You know, they, they mm. can. Yeah. I'm like a big, I also like, I'm a tosser turner. Tell me And I more. like literally, like I'll sleep, I, I'm not like one side of the bed sleeper. Like I can sleep in every side of the bed and I also will wake up in a completely different Well, that's because you don't sleep with wags. I have to, my fucking bed has a dent in it because I'm not allowed to move. He bites me when I, I move. And I, and I don't, <laughs> I, exactly, I want my... And I have to sleep on a side because I like to keep like a water and shit on the side of my bed. Like I like my bedside table, so I can't sleep in the dead ass middle of a big king bed. I just feel really oppressed and I would like to have my mattress flipped. The worst is like when he like when I've, I've slept with him, he'll like because he wants to go for warmth. He'll he burrows, like, he'll yeah. like burrow burrows. into like somewhere in between your body and then you cannot move your body. Yeah. <laughs> He's taken he's to like, like I'm putting his head under the cover and sleeping on my arm like he's my boyfriend. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to bother him. And you know? I and I'll just stay in bed for an extra hour and a half. And like cause I've been waking up at 4 a.m. these days. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But should we take our fucking calls? Yeah. OK, hunty. Do? Let's yes. do it. Hey, Miles, Christina, Wags and guest. Um, I'm calling you on Friday, November 30th, 4.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Thank You Next music video has been out for approximately one hour and 20 minutes, and I'm dying to know what you think. Um, I'm also a recent Ariana stan. I guess we're called Arianators now. Who who even knows? But uh, I loved it. I just want to hear you guys talk about it. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, Moles, Christina, Wags, and guests. So I called earlier asking for your thoughts on Thank You Next. And I realize I have another follow-up question that might um, make the discussion more lively. Um, if you were making your own Thank You Next music video, what would be your four favorite rom-coms that you would want to be in the video? Okay, thanks. Love the pod. Bye. Okay, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for calling this podcast with this because I – 
this is the type of thing that people tweet at me and I'm like, oh, I wish someone would just call the fucking podcast and ask this so that yeah. we have fodder. So thank you for calling and asking this because this you is, guys can leave messages like this. I, this cool. I prefer I, I would rather as because sometimes people want I'm like, I can't answer back to each one of you, but I'm also not going to do an obnoxious quote tweet like everyone needs my opinion on the timeline. So mm-hmm. thank you for doing this. Um, you guys, I want to let you go first. And I also want to say to your second question I already answered this on Twitter but I think instead of just rom-coms we should make it what for movies period because okay, okay. rom-coms I prepared a rom-com, a rom-com answer but that's cool <laughs> well you know you love a rom-com anyway I do I love a rom-com Chrissy loves a rom-com I do I'm a romantic at heart what I'm a skeptic Okay, thank you. Next thoughts take off. Whoever you have, you had controversial thoughts. I don't something. think it was controversial per se. I wasn't a hundred percent in love with it, but I appreciated a lot Why? of what. Uh, I felt like the transitions were a little clunky. I felt like the thirteen on thirty going sequence didn't need to be there. I think that they um, cut because um, she said that a lot of it didn't make. They had like. 15 minutes that didn't even make it in the video yeah and of setups yeah and so i think that 13 going on 30 got cut down to just that one scene yeah because they didn't i wish they had cut that toothbrush scene from bring it on and put in something more from 13 oh, i think it's so iconic Cause i didn't though, really because i didn't even scene. know it was from bring it on it's also like someone had to explain that to me i didn't realize that was from like, yeah that's like a really flirty like it's kind of a hot tooth like bring it on remember i that? thought it was That's disgusting because i was like you I don't want to bring it on bring it on wait a minute the why toothbrushing am I, scene 475 when, times when thank you when torrance and the guy are, are brushing their teeth together and it's like yes. that like yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah, suspenseful yeah, 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 moment yeah, yeah, yeah. i it's such a flirty little like okay, thing I, maybe it was impactful for me okay. it's intimate yeah. so here's okay uh, first of all i love Ariana Grande like my heart is so full for her yeah in a very weird way because I have like obviously have same and like I just, think she's an enormous talent yeah. don't get me wrong like other things about the video were amazing I thought it was like this is what I hate about stan culture because it's like you can't give a note on anyone without prefacing it with like I'm a huge fan of the body yeah, yeah, of work yeah, yeah, I, yeah, well, yeah, actually yeah. I wasn't it's gonna like say the, that but <laughs> no but I just yeah. like, that's what I was, yeah, no I know Everyone I actually what that. I was gonna say was I haven't seen the video yet I've Ooh. only seen screenshots of it okay so I know that there's like a mean girls moment i know that it's chris big. jenner's in it yeah now i know i didn't know anything about this you so gotta I just love watch to hear. it i just need to watch it and absorb it i've just seen ariana's photos i almost wish that like you hadn't seen any of that because i intended to watch it when it premiered but all my clothing stuff showed up and so i was like finishing an episode of svu i wound up watching it like 45 minutes after it went up so i didn't see any of the memes <coughs> sorry so I didn't see any of the memes. In fact, I only had, I saw one girl slide into my Instagram DMs and I just saw a thank you next video. Like as the, and I was like, no, I have to watch right now or someone's going to spoil it for me. The way it lays out is really, really good. I think that they spent, you know, yeah. I saw someone make the comment online a while ago, like on in a YouTube review video of no tears left to cry. Actually, they were reviewing the video And the guy was like, wow, her record label loves her. And it's true. Like you can, they throw money into her music videos in a way that people don't, they, that was like a standard Britney Spears video back in the day was like, everyone would just make videos. (coughs) Sorry. Like they went out of their way to get the accuracy of like 
uh little like what do you call those uh like props and stuff yeah, like the props were really and they she did like some cute things like I don't know if you saw this but like her legal books and the legally blonde scene were yeah. like about stop and frisk procedure and like immigration, immigration laws and like I like her I think she's really thoughtful yeah. and I think that you know I I mean I think it's great like I was, but that said, you know, like I was excited for it to come out. Like I can't remember the last time I was excited about a video dropping. That's I just, the other thing too. To, like, they earned time. every penny. Yeah, it has forty-three million views. It's been twenty-four exactly. hours since it came. It's been exactly oh, yeah. twenty-four hours and um forty-four minutes since the video came out yesterday, and it has <laughs> over forty-three million views. But that set a record or no? It, she like tore up. And thank you, next set a record. And by the way, I don't know if you guys know this. By the way, I'm like I have nothing to say about this. I have everything. Yeah, to say I know. About this. Um, but I do, I will like cut it off after this. I had no idea that this was her first number one single. I yeah. didn't know that either. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Isn't that like, what? cause you would assume at yeah, this point like, she's five albums been, yeah. in. So it's been really in the late, lately in the music industry, it's been really hard for women singers to like, uh, like break, break into the charge like that. So like Cardi B has kind of been this amazing yeah. exception, but there's a reason that. why yeah. like last year or the last couple of years, so many of the Grammy award nominees have been heavily male and it's be- like, it's something weird going on in the culture or something. I think because what's popular right now is like rap rap is a huge right now. Mm-hmm. And that's like the yeah. dominant culture. Um, like pop is not really having I a moment. I prefer female vocalists but, to be honest. Of course. Like, I just, there's not like that many male vocalists where I'm like super, super into it. I being think real it's a lot of like it. EDM and a lot uh-huh. of like beat based stuff. Yeah. And yeah. like, you know, like that's what's it's, selling right now. It's like Justin Bieber, like, where are you now? Like, or, you know, like shit like that. Like, it's like that is what Trap stays. Music. Yeah. That's what stays at the top for a long time or like big rap songs. But I mean, I, I just can't believe like the way, like she had big songs. The, the way. way, like I love the was way. Was like that. Sh- I'm shocked that her first single wasn't a number one. Me too. I didn't know that. You know, I have noticed though. It is about always about how the record label chooses to lay out a promotion. Oh and one yeah. thing I've noticed in all of this is that Nicki Minaj's record label has fucked her at every turn because she had the same release same time as Travis, but then also like she. She and Ari are really good friends, and her video was released, I think, a day or she two She could have put Zane on and said she put her name on it. Right, you know? like, exactly. And so I just, like, I think that's really, like... Well, I read a really interesting article about this the other day, and it was from, like, a kind of... I think it was, like, via... Do you know, guys know Cupcake, that female rapper yeah. from Chicago? So Cupcake was saying that, like, it's really hard for, like, female MCs to, like, really come yeah. up because record companies typically and this is so erroneous but like or i don't know how they even like came to this conclusion but record companies typically view females as hyper expensive because of quote-unquote sure. hair makeup wardrobe and everything and especially in rap like in there rap, is always a, pr- a big presentation presentation but they were saying that actually a lot of the male rappers when it comes to wardrobe end up spending a lot of money yeah because of, like, this is all that gucci, male, shit. gucci you know like fend all that stuff migos so, looks expensive they're very expensive yeah. so uh, she was just i think I think the the article was just basically saying that, you know, um, it really is like a misrepresentation and a misperception that it's, it shouldn't it shouldn't be more expensive to market a female rapper and it sh- or a female MC or whatever artist mm. because males are equally expensive. So it really just the industry has to change its perception. This is just what I read. Um, speaking of female rappers, do you want Azalea Banks' Bussy Boy soap? I have not heard it. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's it's, it's, soap. it's she makes soaps in her apartment. And she has one called Bussy Boy that's a lightening and softening cream for your butthole. 
It's Ooh, a soap fruit. Okay, yes. I would love that. Did I'm you not guessing... know what a bussy is? No, I do know what a bussy <laughs> is. I was like, honey, I was like, I had to say butthole before you <laughs> But reacted. you know why? Because yeah. it's related to the other word I dislike. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she also has <laughs> another one that's supposed to be for vaginas. And, okay. But you can still, but it's just a different color. But they need them lightened. Is that what we're going it's, with? It's light and soft and maintained, you mm. know, so that if in case you're, okay. you know, your b-hole's getting teared up, <laughs> you got to keep that thing looking nice. Maintained, right. I mean, thankfully the, the walls here are so intact. Yeah. So walls, well, no, I mean, it's not about, it's not going robust. to stitch your asshole together, yeah. but it's like, you know, it's going to. I mean, some of these girls out here, you know, I can't speak for their walls. But as for these it doesn't, walls, yeah, it doesn't do that. It doesn't do that. Talk, they would say, I'm Ew, fabulous. Ed, I'm, I'm done. It's not about being intact. You're bringing up bussy. You're it's bringing not, up bussy. It's not about being intact. It's a soap. It's a it's a soap for, for your body. Okay, it's well, not about. I'm here for that. You know, it's like literally. I love the marketing of is that. there a you know soap what? that can stitch up anything? I don't know. Is yeah, there? It's, it's a miracle soap. It just like. No, there's just soap doesn't do that no matter what. Yes, it so does. asshole loose or tight, <laughs> yeah, I, think I don't. It does. I think you just put it in there. Loose or better. tight, there's you know, no soap that will cure that bussy up. Mm. I mean, what a word. You know what I'm do saying? Do you want to take what another call? Yes, wait, what please. movie? Wait, what movies would be your thank you next? Uh, oh, ready? Secret, yeah. yeah, Practical Magic number one. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I would also wait. Do... Who would you be in that? Like, who? Do you... Obviously, Sandra Bullock. Okay. I mean, I love Sandra Bullock, and Molly would be Nicole Kidman. <laughs> oh, thank you. We put Molly in a red ass wig, and we'd like do the thing where Molly's like possessed. By I'm her pale. Dead ex, you know, and I'd be mm-hmm. like. We'd like cut our hands and put them together, and then the magic would happen. Practical love. magic is just so dead for us. Who's your Who's your uh, love interest in that? Well, in I that always have an Aiden Quinn okay. thing, okay. but I do love her husband who died from the curse. I don't know what his name is. Mm. He's a really cute Jewish actor. I cannot okay. think of his name. Um, and legally blonde Avi, because I just I am obviously Elwood. You're gonna copy Ariana? Yeah, I would have to copy Ariana on that one. Like Ari and I, like Ari and I speak a similar love language. I think like I really mm. do. We really speak a very similar love language. I think we're very, I feel we're living parallel. Okay. What's the she's next movie? Molly, she's a cancer. I know. <laughs> what's the next movie? Um, I love that you think you can tell me facts about Ariana Grande. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm not. No, I was talking no, about no, no, Christina no, 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 no. while you yeah. were thinking. Um, I'm trying to think what my next one would be. Okay. I'll tell mine while yeah, we wait. Yeah, tell yours. Okay, Wayne's World. Okay. Oh One or two? One. Okay. I don't know. Some people have affection for two. <laughs> no. But Some... it's still Wayne and Garth. Yeah. But, um, okay, and then um, Seven. Okay. The Family Stone. Oh. And then Romy and Michelle. That's on my list, too. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like iconic costumes. Yeah. I think the rolling, the family stone is funny because no one would expect it. I'd that's be amazing. Owen Wilson in that. <laughs> <laughs> and in Seven, I'd be Brad Pitt. And then in Wayne's World, I'd be Garth. Um, I would definitely do Game of, Game of Thrones. I'd be oh, and I'd be, I'd be Romy. <laughs> well, no, I'd be Michelle. I can't decide. I'd be Janine Garofalo. I wouldn't do it. I couldn't do it. In my in mine, you are the Janine Garofalo because I need that like shot of you doing the beer. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite <laughs> gif. I love that gif. I use that gif so often yeah. because that is. I'm so, your only person like you in your life that. that can do that. <laughs> I feel like you could do it so well. Thank you. That's yeah, the best. That's nice. 
Yeah. Um, okay, what are your other ones? Well, Game of Thrones, Khaleesi, obviously. G- Game of Thrones is a TV show. Let's, oh, let let him have it. Let him have it. Let him have okay, it. Okay, all right. We'll yeah. give it to you. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was also going to say. I'm shocked you, like, you haven't said Drop Dead Gorgeous. Like, you a big movie lover. I'm shocked you haven't said. Well, because Drop Dead Gorgeous isn't really Death a Death Becomes Her. Well, it doesn't have to be oh, it rom-com. Be rom-com. It, it can no. be anything we love. Yeah. You think Game of Thrones is a rom-com? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's lots of sex in it and right. there's some romance, so I'm going to take it and get to deal with dragons. Ed, that says, honey, way. that says a lot. I yeah. hope that that's getting brought up in therapy. <laughs> and sec- and lastly, I think I would have to go with big business because I love big yes, business that's so good. much. It's like so, so important to me. Bette Midler and Tomlin. Lily Tomlin, for those who don't know. So that was that. Can you recap that for the audience? That was... So I think it's big business, Game of Thrones, um, Legally Blonde, and Practical Magic. Yes. Okay. Awesome. I didn't know it was strictly related to. I didn't know. Though. Here are Game my of picks. Thrones. <laughs> you guys, I'm a loser. I, I don't know. I love that you picked a TV show, and you were like, I can only do rom coms. I don't know. And, and you had already picked a TV show that was Game of Thrones. Clearly, I don't, I don't it. get the game or whatever. No, you're my. Um, this is why you my boo. You just silly. I just didn't get it. You could be silly. Here are mine. Okay, please. Romy and Michelle, uh-huh. obviously. Perfection. I'd be I want to be Romy. Gorgeous. Um two can play at that game. Two can <gasps> play that. No, two can oh, play that game. Christina That's my favorite. In. That's such a good one. That's so good. When Harry met Sally, I would Excellent. redo the scene just cuz like Ma, uh what's her name? Meg Ryan and I are both curly-haired queens. Yeah. Um and then the last one is going to be Princess Diaries. I like, I, you know I like what? a good makeover. Princess Diaries, I was thinking yesterday, would be a really good one for this. <laughs> yeah. Because that makeover scene's like, there's like it's several iconic. iconic scenes in yeah. Princess Diaries. That's true. Yeah. That's so true. That was like a great first big movie also, for Anne Hathaway. Princess Diaries really? 2, underrated movie. It's a really That's great movie. A good, That's a it's good femi- one. With a feminist perspective. Shonda Wayne's Rhimes wrote it. Two isn't bad. She did. Yeah. Wait, who? Shonda, Shonda Rhimes wrote Prince. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. Shonda Rhimes wrote Princess no, Diaries. Too. You know she wrote Crossroads, right? No. The Britney Spears. That was no. her first movie. Yeah. What are you doing to me right yeah. now? She, I didn't know. You sleeping on Shonda? I'm here to fuck you that. up with knowledge. Bitch. I didn't know that. I'm what? fucking you up with knowledge, you bitch. Certainly, most definitely are. Oh my god. Um. All right. Do you want to take the next call? Yes. Thanks for calling in with that again. That was really that was a fun little Saturday treat for us. Thank you. Thank you. Next call. Next. Oh, Christina, look at that. <laughs> Hi, Moss, Christina, Wags, and guests. My name's Haley. Um, I'm 24 and I live in New York City. I was just calling because right now I work as a post production assistant and I went to school for film and English. Uh, I always thought I wanted to be a writer, but my uncle works in film and it just kind of worked out that I ended up in the film industry and I actually really like it. But um, I've been a post-production assistant at the same place for a year and I was an intern before that. And I'm just, I mean, you guys know, I think you guys said you were loggers before. It just gets kind of stagnant. And um, I'm just, kind of nervous about taking it to the next step and going to the post director and kind of talking to him. So I just wanted to see if you guys had any advice on kind of how to bring this up to the post director and kind of see what opportunities would come next. I would, I'm kind of open to keeping working in post or, I don't know, to expand somewhere 
maybe out in the field. Just for reference, I work in documentary-style reality TV. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I just want to be a little bit more creative and get to be more a part of the process. So let me know what you guys think. Thanks. Bye. I do want to point out off the top because I know that there's going to be people thinking it. This is a, a good call, but let's just, I mean, this isn't a business that's easy to fall into. And so this is a very like, you are just so you know, and I hope you do know, very, very lucky to have the industry connections that you do because this can become a very, very, very well-paying job. It's a very elite industry that people move out here to try and be in and they've wanted to be in it their whole lives. So I think it's very cool that you like kind of happened into one of the most difficult fields to break into um, through the business, family business. Um, but I and I but I do appreciate you acknowledging that that's how you kind of got your way in. Um, you know, yeah, just saying that just saying that um, there's nothing wrong with using connections. We all should. It just we happens should, to be yeah. this is like this is one of those things. It's like music. I feel is like that. Like any, the art world is like that. Like anything where you really people, they make a reality show about you hustling to do it. Yeah. It's it, that's, that's a hard business. Yeah. I mean, Haley sounds as broken as I feel number one, but number oh. two, um, I thought her name was Kelly. Oh, was it? It was Haley. Haley. Um, I, that's how much I listen. <laughs> no, I actually, I really, I like this call. I think Haley, it sounds like you're in a good spot. It sounds like you're totally. ready to move up. It sounds like, you know what? Um, silent mouths don't get heard. Yeah. Hungry mouth. You know, you have to. Closed mouths don't get fed. Plasma, there you go. Thank yeah. you. I was looking for that. English is my second language. Closed mouths don't get fed. <laughs> um, and basically, I really think that, you know, you need to pick three things about yourself and your performance that you can highlight. And yes. then you need to go to your boss. You need to say, here X, Y, and Z reasons why I deserve this promotion. I've done this. I'm really great at doing this. I can do this. And I want to grow with the company. And I want to help you guys get to this level by being, quote, unquote, either it's either about efficiency or it's about you can do this better than anyone else or it's about, you know, you really, it, you know, envision yourself helping them in this way long term. So I think you've got it in the bag. I'm really excited for you. Yeah. I think, you know, you're going to move up and I'm really happy you found a niche. That's wonderful. That's a great answer, Ed. I, I think definitely, you know, advocating for yourself is important. And like the thing that I would kind of use is, just don't feel like you aren't entitled after after work. Not entitled is the wrong word, but don't feel like you can't work for a promotion the same way that everyone else does. I don't know if that's part of your mentality at all. But I will say that when asking for a promotion or really anything you want in life, um, but do it like a straight white guy. Like literally <laughs> yeah, just, 100%. you know, like you, you women, we hem and haul a lot and we really like question ourselves and wonder if it's okay to ask, wonder if we deserve stuff. And, you know, it's easier said than done. Um, but that's kind of the attitude that you should be going for. And it's not, you know, a coincidence that a lot of times you see people getting ahead because, 
you know, even if they maybe aren't the most congenial person, which definitely is a way that a lot of people get ahead, um, if like they're lesser skilled, but they're better with people, um, even very like skilled guys that they just they tend to get ahead faster because they talk about what they want and they're very clear and the boss knows that they want to move up in the company. And, it, you know, that is, I think, the number one thing to express is that you want to move up in the company. You want to grow. Existence. Yeah. And you have to tell your boss, like, you know, take them aside. I, I'll never forget, like, this is a very early instance of me um, doing this in my life. And it's such a dumb example. But like, I remember I wanted to get a varsity letter and I knew that I wasn't going to place high. Everyone wanted to do the 50 free or the 100 free because they were like the fastest of they were quick events. They were um, more speed based and like they were it was freestyle, which is the easiest sort of um, stroke or whatever. And I remember thinking if I wanted to get a letter, I had to do something like exceptional. So I like went to my coach and I just said, I really like I'm taking this seriously. I want to swim the 500 free, which is uh, like, I think a half mile. And um, I was the only person who volunteered to do distance. And like, they, yeah, like I didn't even exp- I didn't even know I was going to get a letter. I just got one at the dinner. And like, my coach was like, you know, you stepped up when no one else did. And you did like the hard thing. And so that's like just a silly example. But sometimes, you know, that is the the kind of thing you can do to stand out is just like go the extra mile and make it clear this is what I, I want to do this because I want to I I love be a, a good sports metaphor I thought that's a great example you I know? really think that's a very powerful metaphor because it's very sports in a weird way as much as like I I roll sports even though I played them for many many years it's a very um it's very metaphorical to life and yeah. what you did there was like you set down a practice for yourself that you would pay for the rest of your life, which is you were advocating by showing that you could do this really difficult thing that not many people were willing to do. However, you were willing to go the distance. I mean, literally. That's the thing is it was willingness. Willingness. And like, that's what she respected. And I think that, you know, you are in this operation. You see where the rusty kind of like pieces are, the things that people could use an extra hand. If you can go to your boss and say, hey, I noticed that on show night or whatever, like I noticed that the binders like are it takes a while to put them together or I noticed that this isn't getting done or that this could be better archived I would like to take on that responsibility like I can cut down the ingestion time of these clips by three hours by doing it this way then post organizing them once they're ingested like you know I can edit this I you know maybe you have a great music sensibility maybe you have taking on a project you know learning learning from the best editors watching them replicating that you know especially in reality that's really important you know and so I think I'm really excited because for you. like the thing is is that and ultimately unfortunately m- most people in any industry are replaceable even if they're very good mm-hmm. there's only a few ways to make yourself close to irreplaceable and that is one of the ways is to go the extra mile that no one else goes or to notice the thing the detail like that's the I think the thing that you should be thinking about now is like how can I come in and offer my boss something he didn't even know was possible? Or how can I like streamline something that is kind of holding everyone back? And don't do any... And there's two reasons why you have to tell your boss. One, so he knows you're doing it. But two, because you don't want to obstruct anything in the process of trying to be helpful or have like a secret. That could all be seen as weird or um, a bad judgment. Preconceiving someone's needs in the workplace is a really huge asset. And I think that that's exactly what, you know, 
like like Molly's saying. So I just feel like the do all this stuff and you're going to move ahead. And Christina, you also have had like two promotions within the last couple of years. Like yeah. what was your, you've sur- survived a huge round of layoffs. Like you have really impressed me in terms of like your staying power. And you did the same thing when you were at ABC is that yeah. you um, outlasted basically the entire editorial team. Um, yeah. For the other site. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your, so like, what would, what are your like tips to this, this girl? I think it's like, you know, there's the idea that you can make yourself invaluable, you know, in some way in like getting some knowledge that other people within the department don't have. So you specialize in something. And I think you guys both hit, hit at this. It's kind of what you were intimating with the, like, you know, a hundred yard, uh, freestyle or 500, 500. 500. Sorry. I didn't mean to say it's more than that. I mean, Jesus, anyone could do that. Uh, no, I have, I have really poor judgment of distance. Like one time I got directions to go like two football fields (laughs) down somewhere. And I was like, sir, what makes you think I know how long a football (laughs) is? Like, no, ironically, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. I had to run the 400 meter in track, and I was very upset about it because no one wanted to run that race, and I was forced to run it, and I felt very discriminated against. Just putting that in there. Go ahead. Yeah, but like you know, like f- like it's also like impress other people by like getting a shine from like outside the organization somehow. Like yeah. do a big project that's impressive outside of your everyday work, and they can see like, oh, you have this skill set that's actually really valuable, and it also like... It shows that you want to be there. It's always good to know, like, you know the assistant that's also writing a script. Yes. You know, you know that person, and I would say like in post-production, even more... um, I'm sorry, I was... I forgot what I was going to say. Ooh. I have a funny quote, well, a good quote from my old boss who was from Long Island. Okay. She'd always say... Edwin, the difference between a job and a career is, you know, that a career, a job is nine to five, a career is always. Yeah. And she'd always say that to me. And it's true. It's it's true. And yeah. you think if you think that way, like you're saying, you know, what are you doing on the weekends? Maybe. You oh, I've get got a, a real yeah, ass what career, I'm doing bitch. On the weekends, <laughs> what are you doing on the weekends? Exactly. It's also like, it's my career. It's also Ex- what I do it, during the day. That's like, what I'm saying this, to I Haley. Live, exactly. Breathe, eat, sleep podcast. There you go. I've launched like five podcasts like, exactly it's, yeah. it's like you got to get that into your head Haley. it's like a is a career is always a job is nine to five a career is always so it's like what are you doing what do you so think you know get what are you doing on sunday morning Haley? you know that's the truth is that it's honestly the sweat equity that you have to do in this phase of your life it's and the like thousand you know, hours i can take or ten, yeah. yeah it's ten thousand hours 10, and like i what's with you and numbers saying just like ripping me off <laughs> on my fucking experience sorry um no i i unfortunately put my ten thousand hours into blogging um but i will say that um you know or um, honing your voice molly how about that <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, what was I going to say? What was I saying before um, you stole my um, stole 9,000 of my hours? Sorry. What, what was I saying? I can try to listen oh, back. sweat equity. Yeah. You know, I mean, I still find myself as I like, you know, I'm always kind of trying new things and breaking into different areas. You know, I consider my clock to have sort of restarted one, almost 100% with podcasting. And so... I, you know, I continue to put sweat equity in anything I do. Anyone you see who's starting new projects is putting sweat equity in. And so, but in my 20s, it was like my lifestyle. It was, I lived and breathed it. I was like, you know, if I wasn't, I was, when I was working on a script and starting Hello Giggles, that wasn't probably even my peak of sweat equity, but that was a lot. And so, 
I will just say you, you gotta while you have that energy because it does dwindle down and I hate to say it because I was always like oh that's pathetic like when I was younger I think like when people are like when you're in your 30s man and then wait till your 40s and it was just I always thought that was like, okay, well, creaky bones, like, you know, that's not my, <laughs> yeah, that's it's not my issue, but that energy leaves your body, honey. My store, my store has, I uh, might, my, my muscles are aching, but you know what, you know what is, I think it's because of all that sweat equity. I love to work. I love it. I, I love it. Like I, oh, like, yeah, I, I do, do too. I, all my hobbies are, are jobs. Like, I, I think it's like, is a lemonade stand mentality. That's what I call it. Like I grew up like always wanting to like play business and like start little businesses. And I was always making stuff and going around the neighborhood and selling it and like knocking on people's doors and be like, do you want to buy my clay beads? And I, that's why I, th- I love my store. That's why I, 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 you, you, you know, for me, it's like, you know side hustles it's it's uh it's more just like not having the free time because if i it's like idle hands you know are the devil's playground it's like if i have that free time it might go somewhere dark so i need to keep busy (laughs) so like yeah you know just have my energy focused and like it also like i like having that structure to my day yeah actually makes me more it it makes it less it makes time less um like so, it makes it more solid for me like otherwise you can identify just, where you what you spent what you were doing yeah or like what i need to do or like how much like okay i have i have i'm gonna do this for things and structure. Then I, have, I need the structure because like yeah. then i'll just be like a total vegetable if i don't yeah i will say that like also incorporate structure is huge and incorporating the store and i know this sounds like a joke but it's not The reason why I really wanted to do this is because as someone who loves work, and this is interesting that you're doing the recycling thing too, because you work in an an office job that's like a, you know, a nine to seven. Um, It's like, you know, I really miss that tactile sort of labor where your brain can kind of take a, a, Mm -hmm. you can kind of sit back in your brain a couple seats and just like, you know, focus on something and like maintaining the racks and putting stuff together and organizing with a podcast on is a, is a really relaxing and satisfying part of my brain that now I've noticed, like I wrote like two pitches this week and sent them off to my agent. And like, it was more like it was a sort of impulsive creativity that came up I think because I've been engaging this other half of my brain yeah I was gonna say you know it also helps with that like I volunteer at a food bank and a lot of it what? is it's just every, when did you start like, doing that well, since last year like every couple months I've you've never mentioned this yeah it's in downtown Los Angeles. Can I come, I go with, you. There, yeah. Can I I go come with you? I always invite you. What the fuck? You guys are going to a food bank I, every, every week? time I've invited Not you, every you can come. Like, oh, when do you go? Months. What day do you so go now? So I go with BC. I go with our college. What day do you go now? They do it once every two months for us. It's once every two months. Oh, I did it. I did it through work too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what I was telling you about. So no, that was years ago though. I haven't. No, I went. I mean, well, I mean, oh no, yeah. I, you haven't asked me in a couple years. Oh, okay, yeah. But wait, yeah. I think it's usually on Saturdays, right? It's usually Saturdays. It's, so, so it's I was always please advising day. day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and um, I also like my company gives me eight hours of like time paid to do volunteer work. What? what? Yeah, that is, so that is great. Yeah, my company's great, dude. 
That's great. And remember matching gift? Oh, yeah. Uh, do you remember so matching gift days? But yeah, like gift. if you want that kind of like work where it's like tactile, but like not mindless, but like, you know, if that was a great way to do like it's sorting out cans and like for a great cause. Like, I actually had a yeah. panic. Just do that. I, do I have would a love to attack. do that. What, yeah. day do the, what day do you do it? I every, once it's like once every couple of months. I've done it on Fridays before. Yeah. Um, do they take clothing? I could bring them. That one's just a food bank. Yeah. But like you could it's go a, to um, my actually I, I know someone who works at this organization, my friend's place the one that like miley cyrus brought someone from the mtv movie awards one oh, year yeah um but they take clothes wait what day is it babe uh the one at the food bag i've gone on fridays before but that was i want to do so that do, like, i'm usually Saturday free maybe, on fridays yeah I'm and the next free. one on a saturday i'll let you know they're usually it's you're usually done by 12 okay so start, you have to get there at like i started later in the day i've done like from 3 30 to 5 or something oh that's like cool that. that's my sweet spot yeah, that's, that's spot when my brain you. is lit my yeah. brain like and my they play brain jam- they play some good jams they play good jams you know it's funny i actually made a mistake because <gasps> i did i fucked up at the food bank how did you um i didn't know okay and then so- we gotta and then we gotta wrap this i they- fucked up at the food well, bank announced- that is okay, a great so i don't have great hearing yeah. and so you know because i think we did a right jeep wrangler growing up so it ruined my hearing anyway so i know i love jeep wranglers but um so they were you know how they announced they're like okay if you have this it's 16 months if you yeah. have this it's 10 months so they said for chocolate, they must have said like six months, but I heard 16. Oh. So I packed all this Valentine's Day chocolate for some people. Oh. But at the same time, does chocolate really go bad? Yes. Oh, it does? Yes. Well, you not know. Like, not quickly though, right? I mean, I mean if it's fudge months squares, versus six months is a big difference. I was probably at um, like nine months at that point. Wait, so, did you bring in your own chocolate? No. So what you do is they like have all this food and you sort it they out. They have food that, that people that donated. That people donate. And you right. have to corporations it. donate. And yeah, because I know I give to food banks. Yeah. yeah. So like they, you, they, they, your job is just to sort so it. So why did they have old ass chocolates out? That might be their fault. Well, why is that your fault? Because no, you're because, supposed like, to. People just donate it. You're just, just going donate. through the raw dona- donation. Like I think I I did it in like let's say it was like maybe it was like summer and this was valentine's day and chocolate. are you saying you put everyone you put like little valentine's day chocolates that were very expired into people's lunches um i don't know if they were very expired but they were certainly past six that's months. not that bad i was hoping what did you get a bad. slap on the wrist for well it? i just was like i was talking to tara you know tara and i yeah. was like tara and she was like oh no ed that's six months i'm like i heard 16 and i was like flipping out and they were like it's fine it's chocolate but i you have to go through every yeah. Being a food, right? Because they get was damaged. it like what kind of chocolate was it? Like just like a little heart chocolate. Was what was it like, like dove? dove? Yeah, like probably like dove oh, or dove Hershey's. is fine. They do that like they do that like medications yeah. where it's like they say like oh it's expired it's get, and when they're really just trying to get you to get more. Well, chocolates. no, they do have they do have like sometimes they get white and so chalky. like a lot of this stuff is like canned goods. They're like oh yeah, if it has like within five years, it's fine. Like that's how you're sorting it out. So if it's lo- older Tame. than five years, then but if like, it's super damaged, like if you see anything has like a dent. You're not like, looking for it. expiration dates. You're looking for like if like this damage. is older than like five years or something. Like right. That. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I'm saying so like who cares about the chocolate? I know. Right? It's just my guilty conscience. So yeah. What does that have to do with know. any? Okay. Sorry. But here's my here's the tea. Right. Here's an existential question. It's not existential. It's like a what would you do? Let's say that you sort of like absentmindedly put one of those chocolates in your mouth uh-huh. and like a couple people saw. Uh-huh. Would that make you a bad person because you're eating from the food bank? Um, I don't know. I mean, what if you're hungry and you're serving the community? Like you're not allowed to have a chocolate? I don't know. I personally have never done that, but I also wouldn't judge someone if they did. Would you? Would I eat it or would I judge would someone? Would you judge someone? I think I would. 
Oh, you want? Yeah. I think I think I would, but I also could see how it would happen, and like that's where yeah. I, that's where I kind of want to get into my inner, you know, showing some grace part of me because, <laughs> frankly, I've never been in a situation where I I could pop a chocolate from the food bank into my mouth. I think if I saw a person like opening a backpack and putting a bunch of food in a backpack for themselves. Well, that's like, just, that's, that's, cr- that's, that's like crazy. actually a literal, literal crime. Yeah. It just then, one's in poor taste. If I saw arguably. someone who was like f- volunteering their free time and was feeling a little faint and needed a piece of chocolate to regain their blood sugar. Or just thought possibly, it was yummy. Or just had diabetes and needed to regain their blood sugar. Then no, I wouldn't. Well, them. one of them's an ailment and one of them's like, you just thought it was yummy. But we don't know people's backstories. Do you know what I'm no, saying? No, but I'm saying, okay. Oh, you're saying hi, the hypothetical. If it was just, if it was it. yummy. Well, I'm asking you um (laughs) like what if it wasn't diabetes what if someone just thought it was yummy i might give them like an eye like a like an upward eyebrow raise and that's it would you make a joke about it or would you ignore um if it was a friend i'd make a joke and if it was a stranger i'd ignore what what would you um i would if if it was a friend i'd I'd be like dude whoa yeah, like, did you, you just steal from a food bank? <laughs> yeah, did you eat this? This is literally homeless. One piece of this, chocolate. This is yeah. food for the homeless. Yeah. Um, um, all right, let's take our next call, bitch. Hi, Malls. Um, I'm a big fan of your podcasts. I listen to everything. Uh, I don't want to give my name, so I'll give a Heather's callback and say that this is Tweety. Um, so. I don't really know where to begin. Uh, so I'm a 41-year-old lesbian. I'm married. Uh, everything is going great. I have a good marriage, um, a good career, good interests, good hobbies, money's fine, what have you. But I'm so depressed. Um, I feel like I've lost a bit of myself since my marriage. And I don't think that that has anything to do with the marriage itself. Um, to give a bit of backstory, I used to live in New York. Um, when I lived in New York, I got a call from my dad that my mom had passed away. This was about five years ago. Um, and up until that point, everything was going great for me. Uh, really lucky, you know, it, it, just like everything was going my way. And then my mom died, and it kind of threw everything topsy-turvy. Um, and from there, I moved to another place. I don't want to say where that was because I feel like that will immediately say who I am. Um, but I moved from New York to another place, and it's all different. I don't really have any friends. I don't have the same, like, creative output. I don't really have any people here aside from my wife. And then after moving here to where I currently live, uh, my dad also passed away, and then my grandma. Um, so I, I think I'm a little bit depressed. Uh, and it's kind of hurting my marriage because I don't really want to do anything. Uh, my wife is really a people person. I'm not really a people person. She has all the friends. So she brings them into the fold, and I'm just kind of like, whatever, I'll go to things because she wants to go to things. But really, more and more, I just want to stay at home. Um, and I feel like that's making me a boring person. It's making me a person that no one really wants to be around. And I feel like I just don't know who I am anymore, um, even though I have a lot going for me. Like, really, there's nothing wrong 
Um, so, and oh, and I should say that recently I started taking Zoloft. I don't think it's helping. Um, I feel like I'm drinking a lot, which also has a lot to do with where I'm currently living. So it's like a drinking place. So I'm drinking, I'm staying at home, I'm trying to like work on a book and, but more and more I'm just wanting to be alone. Uh, I want to isolate myself and just be alone. Moral of the story is, please advise, what do you do when you are depressed and you really want to be alone, but you know that that's probably not the best thing for you? I don't want to hang out with people. I don't want to go anywhere. I really just want to stay home and read books and be by myself, but I'm married. So I know that that's not like the cool look. Um, how do I pull myself out of this shit? Is that even a thing that a person needs to do? How do I just like stop being a, a pussy baby, I guess? Okay. Um, thanks for anything that you can give advice wise. I appreciate it. Okay. Bye. Wow. Yeah. Um, I picked this call because I felt like it was something that all three of us could relate to. And I also think that a lot of other listeners could relate to. And I don't know, just if you want to be candid about your, I maybe missed some pieces of the very first parts of the call. Um, because I didn't know how deep it was going to get. And so I just was a little bit like half tuned in. Did she say she moved to, no, uh, did she say she moved to New York and then um, and then that's when she found out that her mom passed away? Yeah, yeah her mom okay. was Okay, so she then, was yeah. far away from home. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of, this is aside, but we were kind of, um, Wags, come here. Wags wanted to sit next to his Auntie Christina. <laughs> um, he did. So we were kind of talking um, before and we wanted to know like why maybe that it was you were afraid to give yourself away, like where, where you could have possibly moved, why it would be a giveaway. And I don't know if you were trying to conceal yourself from me. That's what you thought at first, but right? Oh, yeah, or if it, yeah, or if it was just someone. She moved to somewhere so specific. She just spoke in a way that, like, my yeah, like it seemed like you know her, or it seemed like we would have some direct association to her in a way that she's like, if I say this, it's going to give oh, away. Oh, interesting. Cause you know like, what I'm saying? In like, my mind, it's like, oh, she knows people who listen to the show and she's worried that that, I was that's like, probably maybe she lives it. in Antarctica and it was like, <laughs> oh, there's only one bitch yeah. that watches Heather's right. <laughs> and moved from New York to Antarctica yeah. and her whole family passed away. And yeah. she, you know, and also she has a wife. Like, right. um, I didn't know which, which category There's only was. one lesbian in all of Antarctica. <laughs> there's only one lesbian in all of Antarctica. That loves Heather. That's deeply depressed. <laughs> um, so, you know, first of all, I hope you know I'm not making fun of you. We all we all deal with depression in different ways and in different types of ways. Like Christina, you know, has her own depression story. I have my own depression story. Ed has his. So, you know, I joke about it because it's a it's been a big part of my life in a way. Yeah. Like not in like just in a way that it's it's affected me. I don't love being depressed. I'm not one of those people, but it, it will creep in. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people, it you know, surprisingly takes a lot of people by, it, by surprise. And yeah. And I think a lot of people are like, you feel like you're like this normal, active, like go-getter. And then sometimes you're just like debilitated by this like depression. To the extent of which I think people get really surprised sometimes. Yeah. You know? It's a very shocking thing to yourself too, which I think you touched on. And I think, you know, 
Um, like it's, I think I can't think of one person that I know who hasn't like seen some, I mean, very few people in my life haven't seen some form of depression, but also like a lot of your depression is very situational too. May I just say, you know, you have had some really, really instrumental, huge losses that, you know, will trigger depression. Anyone who is like, if a parent loss doesn't trigger, I mean, it's just, these are things that are life, life throws you so many curveballs and Mm. Sometimes your physiological hormonal response is depression and it's nothing to be ashamed of. You're not like uh, you used a certain term for yourself and I want to like shake you and give you a hug because you should never don't judge yourself. Don't feel bad about it. But, you know, now that we're touching on this, I want to go into active mode and tell you what was the term that she used. She said like, oh, I'm a crybaby or something like that. Oh. Like she said something, right? Like, yeah, she, goes, she oh. was pretty much like getting on herself. She was getting like, on herself a little bit. Who would want to be around me? Like, but that's she very say, much she, the depression that, talking. That's, I think, what kind of took all of our breath away when she said, she said people don't want to be around her. I was like, oh, that's, yeah. that's a bleak place to be in. Yeah. yeah. And here's, here's the thing. Like, I'm just going to tell you from personal experience because you know what? There's no one out there. 90% of the population has experienced depression. There's a very few people out there who haven't because life, there's no guarantees in life. Life is always going to throw you just when you're feeling on top. Life is going to fucking kick you down. So even when you are successful, you can still have it. Even like, when you're in a wonderful oh, relationship. Oh, I think the more successful you are, I'm a big subscriber to the belief that $100,000 a year is the peak of happiness for like, because you have enough money that you can pay for your life right. and t- go for extra treats, yeah. but you still have a drive and a will, and like you haven't been spoiled on the world yet. Mm-hmm. Um, every every millionaire says that the most happy they were in their life was at a hundred thousand dollars a year. Very interesting. You know, I think like I just speaking from personal experience. Um, there's just certain things that you have to do. Number one, this is this is my advice. This is how I live, and this is what I do. Number one, you have to take self care. We talk about this in like a very in like a we touch on this a lot, but getting in the shower, getting your hair done, getting yourself out of bed, dressing up, feeling good about yourself is one way to start. You know, every morning, making sure that you are getting up, getting out. Even if it feels contrary to when what I you get there, do. when I get to that place where I really like lately, I've been getting out of bed and like doing my makeup and, and getting ready to go out and like do a whole thing. Even if I'm not going out, I do it. Even if you're not. But I will say it like I there are times where like that's not even that's like I physically like can't even yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like right. it's it will be like, you know. If if I I don't know if this girl has a history of depression, but it sounds like she might. Like I'm just guessing. Like it seems like she goes into it somewhat easily, and I don't know if that's necessarily true. But I will say that if you I there will be like six like I had like six months last year where like I just kind of like my goal was to just like get out of bed and like you know do what I had to do and like I mean there were even times and this is what I was gonna advise her to her too is like you know be open with your friends about it I doubt that they don't want to be around you it's just it's like they need to know what's going on with you but also like one of the things that we did together when you were feeling like that you were just like I want to hang out with you but like I don't really want to go out 
and we would you would just invite me over and we would watch like a movie in your bed and like yeah. that was the most you could do at that time but i was more than happy to like sit there with you and spend time with you like well, i that. think that's what's like really fun anyway like i yeah. think that like a lot of your 20s is about like wanting to go out and like see and be seen and there's you know it's nice to do that sometimes but like i'm just not fulfilled by that like i don't you know I, I don't feel like I have real discussions in those scenarios. I'm typically not like comfortable. I'm like sitting on some wood chair, like a little bit too dressed <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I think it's about also just like getting um, as hard as it is. Sometimes you just have to like, it's not a, and I, I'm not speaking to like going out or whatever, but even getting out of the house to go to the supermarket, getting out of the house to go yeah. get coffee, getting out of the house into the, like the sun literally has vitamin E yes. and shit. Like you have to be in, t- you have to like go see the sun sometimes. Mm-hmm. Exercise is immensely, immensely important. Whether it's yoga, whether it's getting some cardio, getting those taking endorphins, like taking a walk. Yeah, like you can be on your own if you're feeling you want to be on your own, but just do it somewhere that's not in your house. Exactly. You know, it's just like sometimes just getting out. Go to the movies by yourself. Literally going to movies was always a huge ritual for me during my depression. I'd just go see like eight movies a week. But it's great because like you're fueling yourself with like counter programming, basically. It's like at home you have this one thing, but when you go to a movie, it's total escapism, which makes you dream, which gives you hope. You're also just kind of out in the world and like sometimes, you know, you might... you might see something in the world that like brings like warmth to your heart for in like a little like I always love yeah. seeing those little babies play on that lawn by the oh, Americana. Yeah, it's like so it's cute. just so, like I just like I personally hate that just because <laughs> kind I, of too. I'm like take your kids to a fucking park. Like this is weird. This but is a like normalization I'm not, of like, I'm Mommy, We're gonna go play at Nordstroms, walking, <laughs> but like I'm consumerism at its peak. Right? right, but like I'm depressed and I'm just walking around. No, but I like I to see a little baby who's like enjoying life. You know what I mean? Like I get it. Yeah, I just laugh because I used to like go to the mall with my mom all the time yeah <laughs> i'd like hide inside the clothes yeah right but also like oh no i would always do that that was my I would shit totally hide Ed, inside the clothes. my mom would be like i fell asleep inside of out. one of those once my mom went to tj maxx and i fully fell asleep inside when they thought i was missing oh um my mom would get so mad at me i would sit on the floor she'd be like the floor is so dirty get up like she would get so mad at me Oh, my mom stopped caring. I just like go. To, I'd take a nap in the back of TJ Maxx. Like when I was like twelve, like I'd bring a book <laughs> back there and lay down. She'd be in there for like two hours. Um, but yo, like that is. I will say, like I, I will. I don't know what where you are on this journey, like. But I, I, I'll give you like I'll give you my version of that, which is for sometimes for me when I was really really depressed, getting up and going to Starbucks every day. As dumb as it sounds, like even just going Oops. and collecting the points Oops. on my Starbucks yeah. card, Oops. it was just like a little thing. And you know, um, I I want to hear your last point, but I do feel like a lot of times lists and like people like uh, a lot of people they just they they simplify like. For like for you, that works and a lot of people that works. But a lot of times these lists of like they're like, you know, exercise and like people think their version of that is like I have to go join Equinox and like they spend money and they never go and then they feel worse about themselves. Like, no, like literally just get up and like take a walk down the block. That is a success. Like you don't have to join a weightlifting program. You don't have that. Like it doesn't have to be extreme to be successful. It doesn't even have to go to a yoga class like that. These are things that people 
people at their peak have str- trouble like doing that. So just give remember like that not knocking it out of the park every time. If you get up and just point out, put on tinted moisturizer and brush your hair and make it look nice, that is still giving care to yourself. Exactly. And like washing and, your face. Yeah. Like. Oh, every day. Like that. That was my thing. No matter how depressed I am, I fucking wash my face every single night and put on my night serums and my moisture. It's a way of having a, control yeah. when you feel like you have no control. Yeah. And another thing, you know, Oh, sorry, Christina, was I going to, did I interrupt No, you? no, no, go ahead. You go. And then I'll I was go. just going to say, and like, Avi, like this is very obvious. Like you need to go see a good therapist. You yeah. might want to talk about getting on a good antidepressant. Sometimes you have to try several before the right one works. You know, you that was the other thing. It was like, if something's not, if your medication's not, not working, working for you, that's a possibility. You like, if you're sleeping too much, that's an indication that, like, it might not be working exactly. for you. I think this, in like, my mind, this girl's sleeping all the time. I yeah. I, I think like, that she something might not, not be working. You might want to have to, like, retry, lessen your load, try a different medication. Like, you need to be honest with your. If you're seeing someone, you need to be honest about like what's not working and what's not working. And here's the other thing. If you are if you are have not gotten help because you feel paralyzed and you're afraid, which is also a very possibility. Again, I don't know where you are on the spectrum. I think she did say that she's going to therapy, though. Just remember that you are not just getting well for yourself, which is, you know, you should never get well for someone else. But you do have a wife. You do. You know, you have people that want you to participate and want you to be well. And I'm sure your wife will help you with that. And also I'm, I'm sure that you want. And also I just want to point this out. That is um, that like a lot of people don't have an emotional support system at home to help them and love them. Yeah, and I hug know. Them. Sometimes, <laughs> uh, uh, believe me, I know like I, we both, you have your dad. Anyway, so basically, like, <laughs> yeah. okay, the source like, of your stuff too, right? Is like, cannot, like, can't be your comfort. You, I'm just having someone who loves you, romantic, like having someone who is willing to give you a hug. Sometimes human touch yeah. can just be like so healing and cathartic. But I want, I want. This is a thing that you have to do in depression too. You have to reframe things to realize all your blessings and the gratitude and give gratitude for yeah. the things that do are working in your life. That was going to be my next point. Oh, I mean, you have your health. Yeah. Go ahead. Just, get it, Christina. Just be cog. The biggest thing, and this is what I'm working on in therapy, you Same. guys, Same. Uh, yeah. is being cognizant of like what's when the depression is talking and like when it's like, uh, like, like I'm not always seeing through like clear glasses. Sure. Like my depression glasses aren't a lot. Yeah. And I'm not really aware a lot of the times when that is happening. So this like need you feel to be isolated, that's a depression talking. That's depression saying that like you need to be alone because no one wants you around. You're a bummer. Yeah. Like you should just not talk to anybody. And you know what? I ended up spending all of my Thanksgiving like totally alone. Right. And like a lot of that seemed like I could have gone. I could have found a place to have thanksgiving dinner i could have you know i got invited during that whole weekend i got invited out to like go to bars and stuff like that but like i was in a place where like i i was like no i need to be alone and i had it in my head that i needed to be alone because i wasn't going to be good company around people well wait can i ask you a question yeah because i don't i do that a lot too but sometimes i do i mean i know it's true like sometimes i'm like i genuinely i'm not going to be good company so 
there's a difference between like and and there's an aspect of that within being an introvert as well right it's like i need to be alone because i need to recharge i need to be alone because i know that i'm in an emotional space for me sometimes i'm in an aggressive space where i'm not going to be a good company for someone right and there's a difference between recognizing that and having i've never been in such an aggressive state i can't (laughs) i like i'm not aggressive i'm just it's more just like i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm just gonna like go off on someone yeah i'm gonna go yeah i know that like if yeah. Like I have yeah. a bad temper. Short sometimes. circuit. Yeah. Short yeah. Circuit. yeah. Like yeah. You're mad the, the, you're, when you're sad, you get mad sometimes. Like like or depression. Stressed. Depression shows stressed. up in different ways for people. Like it could be agitate. Like usually I'm agitated. Yeah. And like that's like, my anxiety is agitation. Agitation. Lash out. So like, but um, but then there's this other part where it's like you're isolating yourself because you think that you're not a value person. Right. And like you need to recognize you that. always that's a thing with you. That's we've talked about this before. How yeah. For years, Christina, like up until like she stopped like three years ago, but she'd be like, are we really friends? And I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like also like, I mean, you know, I knew not to take it personally, but at a certain point I did take it. I was like, Christina, like every time you ask me that, like, what am I supposed to feel like? Do you, am I, you realize that that I'm wasn't like, about you? Oh, no, and, of course, right, of course, right. of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I always knew it was about me, but at some point I was just like, ask yourself this, like, does, yeah. what do I, what's wrong with me? If I'm hanging out with you, do you want to hang out with a person yeah. that hangs out with someone she doesn't like? Yeah. Like that's like, what does that right. say about me? But it's know? like also my like anxiety, totally. low self-esteem brain, like yeah. being the big, no, part, big dog on that. And like, oh, it made it rational. This very irrational rational thing it made it rational i feel you and so it's just like yeah i don't know i just really felt for this caller so i studied girl you're gonna be okay in the long run death has a unique death is unique in a in in, and oh my god the grieving process for like you had so many big losses it's gonna take so many thank god you're feeling it you know what though like now you're feeling it and i've i've pushed stuff to the side and you know i can still like, like, you know, my yeah. throat will get caught talking about it and it's a, it sucks cause I've never dealt with it and I don't know when I ever can, but like the good thing is, is that what you're going through right now, it does have to happen at some time. And I'm really glad that your, your body's reaction is to give yourself this time and it will show up for different people in different ways. But you know, you had three losses. I had two losses in my life at one time in a very short period of time that were big losses. And so I, I know that feeling of just like mass devastation and, um, you know, (laughs) one, I'm fine. The thing is, is like everyone has to die. Yeah. yeah. And people are going to die and it's the inevitable thing in life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's why I think so many people fear it. It's like not because they fear themselves dying. It's because they hate the way that dying, other people dying right. makes them feel. Exactly. Or the mystery of it makes them feel. It's because you can never... We will never know what it's truly like to die. Right. It's also like for the people left behind the start of a different life. It's a new life. And it's like, 
learning how to live that that new life that new reality it's kind of like getting reincarnated but like not having all that shit left in your new life like you have to remember it like i have a new life but like i have a keen memory of like all that stuff from that past life and like that's what's hard you know um but like i've you know i feel terrible for you no one everyone has to go through this but no one should you know it really is like it's a test in life that you know we all have to take over and over again and it it is unfair sometimes because you see people that can kind of just move on in a way that you can't and I guess it is nice to remember that like you can feel things very profoundly you know um that's a nice realization to have like I kind of get freaked out when people like push forward a little bit um I know that's a coping mechanism too but I feel like it's like oh my god like are you even affected by it and I think it's nice to know you can I I think it's nice for you to know that you it reinforces all the good things in your life to know like you really like as much as you're sad right now you really love your wife that much too you know as much as you feel that about your passions about your art your career whatever it is that you're into like you can feel deeply and that's a great thing and also like it sounds like i i I 100 agree with molly and i also think too like you've articulated some very distinct areas in your life where you've recognized you've highlighted that you know those are areas that you need to look at yeah for example you mentioned that you're isolating so i would you mentioned you're drinking too much and you mentioned that yeah that was sad you know so here's the thing here's what i'm going to tell you i'm going to push you and urge you to everything you just mentioned do the exact opposite literally you're drinking too much cut the drinking you're staying home too much get outside you feel like you're not you know worthy of friendship be around your friends you know, everything you're doing, do the exact opposite of it because I think you're going to be just fine. But I also want to say, too, life is hard. You've suffered tremendous losses. Yeah. And, you know, um, sometimes our responsibility is to keep moving forward because they are, you know, like life is very beautiful and profound. And I think you have to me, I feel like you are very loved. And I think you also love yourself. And that's why you're concerned about yourself, which is also beautiful. Yeah. And so because a lot of people don't have that. Also, a lot of people don't love themselves and they do things from not loving themselves that they shouldn't do yeah i will i will say really quickly just like to the drinking thing because that like i think that like broke my heart i in a weird way because i know that can like you know i've gone through like areas of problem drinking in my day and like and drinking is a depressant as well yes and i I will say that like i think a lot of times like when you're depressed like your brain is just like well i'm not doing anything today anyway and like so if i'm not going anywhere like why wouldn't i have a drink like i think that you like sometimes when you're depressed i can understand that way of thinking i will say and i don't want to like talk about i feel like sheena marie and rob where i'm like my my store my store my store um, <laughs> um but my well like it's just like you know it's like rob 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 like i just am like my store like it's my answer to everything but like the thing that i've loved about my store is that in addition to kind of like the whole mental distraction which is great i i don't think everyone should have a store and in fact i hope you don't because also i um, think your store loves you back and i think that's the difference there's that um <laughs> There's that. My store and I have a better chance of having yeah, a child. Uh, uh, I think your store and you have a lot better chance of <laughs> success than Sheena and Rob. Right. My store used to date a princess. Yeah, um, exactly. But Your store used to be a soap star. Um, 
I'm so excited for that premiere, by the <laughs> way. Um, but the thing, another thing that I've loved is that it's like, it's exhausted me in a way, both mentally and physically in a way that when I get home, I'm like, <sighs> I just did two and a half hours yesterday and I added over 140 pieces of clothing and put up a new rack and tidied everything up because I have my first customer at 6 p.m. tonight. And I... When I came home, my limbs were tired. My brain was tired, and it, but like yeah. a good tired. And like when that, when you're doing that, like I mean, I had like a glass of wine. It was Friday night, and I ate a nice meal. I I've been eating like as much vegan as possible this week because I just like also want that like plant based sort of fuel. Like I fucking need it, especially after Thanksgiving. Plants I, are so great. I was my body has been so tired from the store thing. I got a massage in Texas that like I literally think that Fort Worth, Texas might have the best massage I've ever had outside of the Bartholomew oh, method. Really? Hand in stone. Her name is um, I think her name is Sadie or something. But when you go um, tell the person if you call it's the hand in stone in Mansfield. Um, and yeah, if you have the resources, if you go call, get a massage. say you want the chick who's named Raven in the Slack group, say yeah. that you heard the guy say that because that's what I heard the guy say. So I kept in my mind calling her Raven. I think her name was like Sadie or something, but it was the best fucking massage I've ever had. It was like cranial sacral work. It was great. So my point being, um, is like, you know, maybe if you find yourself drinking, you need to, you know, we brought up the exercise, but I understand that exercise is literally so it's one of the hardest things to do. And so is eating healthy. And it's because it's so fucking boring. Like if you don't like exercising, <laughs> it's yeah. so boring. Yeah. And you can't think like the last thing you want to get out of bed to do is the most boring, trying, annoying thing. That's, you know, not every uh, a lot of people don't have that relationship with exercise. No, some people fucking love it. They're like two a days, bro. Yeah. I mean, well, no, I you lo- love I, it. I love it. I went to a restorative yoga on Thursday night. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't get I mean, uh, I did you go at Equinox? I did. Okay. I, I, I joined Equinox. <laughs> well, no, I mean, no. Well, you love it for you. It's a good for me. It's a good thing. It's, it's I'm for me, saying it's like, good, but people totally, you know to- what I mean? I 100% got you. Like, okay. No, for me, and obviously everyone has to do what works for them. That's number one. But yeah. I, for me, I, you know, I love my job and I love my career and I'm so grateful for oh, it. No, I'm so wait, blessed. Just really quick. Can I finish and say that? Like oh, yeah. my point is like when you physically exhaust yourself, yeah. like in, by doing something that's not traditional exercise, right. that's a unique kind of drain that makes kind of, it doesn't make you really want to drink. It doesn't really make you, you know, it will get your mind off of a, like, it will drain you the way that I think you might be using alcohol to self-medicate. A hundred percent. And like for, for me, like sometimes, you know, just having a post work world is important. I've noticed right. because, you know, when you're at work, yeah. you see the same people you're in and that's great. And in, I'm fortunate because I love the people I work with and that's amazing. And I'm very blessed in that way. Getting whole foods, sitting on your couch, watching TV every night, going to bed is not the best way to live. Exactly. You know, sometimes you get into a routine. So for me, some the gym is a place where I get to see new people. It's a place yeah. I'm single. And it's you're a very place, social. I'm very social. I thrive on human interaction. Um, Sometimes like, you know, like I can't imagine that <laughs> I literally can't. It's why we've always like you've always we've always been like such good plus ones for each other in a way. Yeah, totally. It's totally. Like, you literally have always just been like you're you're so good at that. And I just love I'm it. So I love I like it. hearing people's stories and the whole thing. But I, I, I went to restorative yoga class um, and 
you know, it was a, a very non-traditional form of weird exercise because it was so minimal, but it was weird. Like sometimes like that just joint release or that like weird tweak on your hip can release some chemical inside of you that well, you'll just feel better. I came, I woke up the next morning just feeling instantly amazingly better i was very shocked by it because i was like yeah. it wasn't some big deep exercise i was like what happened here yeah like, it, it'll still release Wait, some, like, some chemicals and stuff like that too. i like hearing people's stories too i just don't know how to ask the questions what like i just don't know what question to ask how do you know what questions to ask i don't know i just like like i was talking to a guy last night and i by the way sometimes you do need help from a friend like i but, uh, like I saw Jarrell and Ed, I was at the supermarket in my yeah. leisure, and Jarrell text. <laughs> I text Jarrell said, "Oh, how are you doing? You're supposed to work out this morning." And he said, "I'm actually. I don't know if I can work out. I've been out, you know, tonight." And I said, "Oh, he said, where are you at?" And he was like five minutes away from where I was at. I was at Albertsons, and so I said, "Well, I'm in my sweats. I'm at Albertsons. I had to buy laundry, toilet paper, some paper towels." And he said, well, "Why don't you come here?" The way here? you just said that is. <laughs> was so funny. Yeah, I, I know. Paper towels. Paper you towels. You know, I had to get some, you know, and I also love going to Albertsons late at night because there's just no one there. Yeah. You know, oh, I love I love oh, I late love night it. supermarket. Honey, you want to get over I the pressure? I love a late night or an early morning supermarket. Ooh, ooh, I've never done that before. So yeah. you no, know, I heard like, that. Like, I'm going to go get my breakfast. Fighters yeah. right here. I heard on the Worst Ever <laughs> podcast. I love it. Um, It's it's Christine Lakin and uh, Ella. We had him yeah. on our podcast. Um, They said that Bob Hope used to walk around um the ralphs in i think burbank every morning at like 6 a.m because like he could get his exercise but also no one would recognize him at 6 a.m but Did i like because like old people love the mall like they used they go walk the mall <laughs> they temperature controlled my like, mom wants to live in the mall she wants to live at the americana she does. she's like dying to live there i'm like i'm I, you're not allowed i feel like in reality i feel like that's like a fun idea like it yeah. feels very like <laughs> it feels theory. like it feels like a bitchy eloise sort of like thing where you're like i live at the mall like it's like <laughs> you know like kind of like living in a hotel hybrid but yeah. like in practice i feel like it'd be really depressing yeah i think it would just get like annoying and Can weird. you imagine the bit like the the building emails that would come from like the americana leasing office to your email yeah because you get those lease leasing office emails and like i feel like they'd be really uh we have like sad. 10 minutes left okay okay so but, finish your thing yeah Sorry. so so i ended up going to a bar meeting my friend and i just said i'm in my sweats but i'll come yeah and he, he he's so cute because he's always like low-key like trying to like put like um, he's like shoving people on me and i'm like oh my god okay like calm down like it's cool like it whatever happens organically i did end up kissing this guy that i've like made out with like twice before at this bar who has the worst text game ever he's such an la flake <laughs> um thank you next and i literally but we made out again because he's a really good kisser sure and sometimes you just need that but i also read but also right. sometimes you just need that sometimes you just need it i just said that we all no, we just all said disagree. that literally. we all agree sometimes you just need it because i was like we you all know be what? twinning out here he's tripleting really, he's like tall he's german I was like, he's from fargo you need that you, bitch i know yeah sometimes you need he's it like you're like sorry i gotta use you sometimes you just need a tall pale white boy from fargo north dakota to fucking kiss you at a bar and then also like not text you back and, and it's great because you don't like that's the type of person you can't really care about because he's a dick yeah and i can't if i much like yourself if i say his name i will give it away because it's the most absurd name i'm going to tell molly and christina offline okay. it's the most absurd xavier no 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 no. his parents <gasps> oh are, i remember you do you remember I, this but one? i forget what it is but it was it really okay. made me it's laugh it's a term well, for let's wrap hum- this up so i can find out <laughs> okay and so all i'm going to say is that so i this guy my friend said oh this you know you, here talk to my friend and i was like and he, my friend said oh you're cute and he said oh well you're cute too to me and i was like oh 
I was like, okay. And he was a literary agent. So I was like asking about his books and what he does. And you just follow into that. What do you do? Oh, tell me about your books. Oh, you know, you just get people talking sometimes because A, I'm genuinely. Get them lubed up. Get them lubed up. I want to hear what they have to say. But I'm also kind of like, okay, like I want, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious about this tall ginger who. Lube me, baby. He was very dressed up. We asked him why he was so dressed up. He'd come from a, a book. But he he's actually, I think he's like a lot smarter than me. <laughs> it was really sad. Really? Because he was like, yeah, I'm, you know, my parents wanted me to be influenced by Tchaikovsky and everything. And I'm like, oh, um. I uh, sell reality shows. They could just be like to- they could just be like, like Tony Bravo. people, though. That doesn't mean that you're necessarily smarter than them, right? I mean, I was like, them, oh, they're smarter than you. He sorry. was like talking about all these like highbrow things, and I was like, I'm excited for Vanderpump Rules to come. People back. are fucking blowhards though. Sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. I literally heard someone recently be like. I wouldn't even like, I mean, I can't even imagine like the TV's like the last thing I would do. Like if I had free time, the last thing I would do is watch TV. And it's just like, <laughs> it's like, well, so then what would you do? Right. I can't like, even you explain literally, to you. Like just sit and do your taxes all the time. Like, are you like, you can't. My, I just like, it's like they're sitting and listening to like Bach. And that makes on, you like, better. Like no. that makes you sound like a fucking robot. Like, thanks for revealing yourself as a sociopath. <laughs> yeah. Like, like my life, I'm not, I'm just not gonna lie to you. Like we're a lot revolved around TV because I just love it so much. Of course. Much. And I Well, it's also like your It's career. my job. Again, and I have to again, watch everything. Career, nine to five. Difference between Anyone you. in any creative profession has to be taking in media in order you to do, be doing you have their to job. See what else is out there? It's yeah. And also, it's it's, it's inspiring. It's like you know, watch going when you're writing a script or something. Part of the one of the best things you can do is go see a lot of movies. Amen, sis. Okay, but um. Anyway, sorry, we have to wrap it up in a sec. Get you out of here. Go do your recycling. I have to go back to the recycling center. You go get your little recycling. <laughs> I have to go carry twenty bags more from the fucking. My, it's just insane. Like, whose Saturday is this? Bitch, you gonna be saving the sea turtles and shit. I will have done 40, and I'm talking giant, giant trash, hefty bag. I have a sport utility right now. Yeah. That's why I'm doing this, because I don't normally, I have a loner sport utility, and I'm like, yeah. oh, better get it done now. Can I ask you a question about yeah. turtles? Turtle time, yeah. Um, <laughs> Did you, do you think that turtles, like, do you think they change their shells as they get older? Um, I think this is a very Kim Richards-esque question. Number one, I don't I know. I love that. turtles. I love turtles. Show the she. Um, I don't know. Do they? No. Didn't know that. They're born with their. T- I I thought they changed their shells when they got older, like snails. Like like oh, snails change their shells. Yeah. Do snake? I know snakes shed. Hermit skin. crabs need new shells too. And like as my snakeskin boots somewhere. Just kidding. Mm. We'll tell you, but do snakes? change their skin too because they, they, know shed, they it. shed it but is the skin no they could that's because their skin is their body but does the skin change color <laughs> ever the snake maybe skin? sometimes there's like rainbowy snakes like yeah. there's different breeds you those know? are the ones to stay away from um what was i gonna ask you babe about oh <laughs> i would um, love a like a, a wildlife show with you too oh my god uh, do you, rem- you want to so, know what I'm i remembered terrified. stay away from that snake yeah <laughs> you know you can terrifying. get like shit shaved into your head R- right okay i have so not Ninja Turtles, just a regular turtle. My cousin got one shaved into his head in the 90s and I totally forgot. <laughs> that's or in so the, dope. Or in the 2000s. See, that's the Yeah, aughts. it was just like a side <laughs> of a turtle shell. Like r- picture the turtle from like Richard Scarry. <laughs> Remember it when was... I had 29 shaved in my head when yeah, I turned 29? Yeah, I do. <laughs> that's why I wanted to make sure we told you before we got off because I thought that was the freshest hairstyle and I know that you love. And if there's one person who loves a good buzz, it's Edward Hansen. I do, Hansen. I do. It's in just... all respects, honey, do you know what I'm saying? You know what? Talk about skinny girl margaritas. Also, <laughs> get you a haircut, lady, because that's another transformative thing. 
Oh, yeah, that was big for me. I got a haircut yeah. and that like totally changed my outlook on me. Yeah. You'll literally get you a haircut and you're like, I'm not depressed anymore. Maybe well, I'm change fabulous. the color. Maybe do a little. No, don't Mix go. Don't, maybe don't go straight to blonde if you're a brunette, yeah. but maybe do a nice rinse. Get, get like a, a little out. color in there. Feel yourself. Do a keratin treatment. You know, Treat sometimes. Maybe I should do some ASMR. Sometimes for a little balayage equals a little happiness. I don't even really know what balayage is. I think it's a lightning treatment, isn't it? It's like a highlight that you do like by they just like paint it in like in in small stripes like with a Q-tip. So I wasn't so far off the mark. So no. get a balayage and get some <laughs> vitamin C. Ed, I'm going to do some ASMR. Okay. You're going to do what? ASMR. Can we finish it's this small, That's It's yeah. Okay. It's I hate ASMR. It's when you whisper and make small noises for people. It can be a cure for depression. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, you gotta whisper. Oh, okay. Can you do like devil voice like this? Is that cathartic? That's not an idea. Okay, we gotta wrap it oh, up. Shit, okay, okay, Allison's here. Okay, bye, bye guys. Talk to you next week. <laughs> bye guys.